You want to go for Jack the Slasher? <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt? No, what's a piss? Oh, yep. I'll be back in <laughs> uh, two minutes and 37 seconds. Simo and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Yo, Simo. Like the flymo. He's so crazy, he's mowing the lawn <clears> and blackout with the flymo. G'day everyone and thanks for joining us. This is Simo and you're at the Thong Slappers Podcast episode 33. Redmond, are you on board for this special 1987 magazine review? And I mean like special cool, not like special special. Hey Simo, you there yet buddy? <laughs> yeah mate, hey, I'm here. So, mate, I've got pain in the stomach, I had fucking crab sticks eh? Yeah, it sounds like it. See, I knew I'd get you hooked. It's just like the heroin starter pack. I know. Just, just, it's like, hey, Redmond, do you want a bite of this crab stick? And I knew you'd just be fucked for the good. first time I was free, then, yeah, and then you started dropping off in little bags. I'm like, oh, like no. <laughs> no, I'm ready. Oh, well, so long as you're enjoying them, mate. That's the main Hey, part. one of the funny things about uh, the thong slappers is a lot of our stuff, we've always enjoyed the 80s. Yeah. So right. super excited to be doing an 87 Bible study, man. It's, it's almost a lot of the reason. Oh, no, it's a lot of the reason why that I, I enjoy doing the Funk Slappers. Well, look, there's nothing to say that we can't do this for other years as well or other issues of certain years. And I, I think, too, 1987 is a really pivotal time for my life with cars and street machine because this is when I was starting to really get a roll on for saving money to buy a car and going through all that shit and really working out what it was I wanted in a car that I built for myself. So, yeah, I think it's definitely one of those times where these issues and the cars, I just remember them so vividly, as do, I guess, probably a lot of people do as well. So that's what I think is really cool about it. Me too. If, if, if I could be June 87, I'd be in a WB ute with a 253 and a bull bar with KCN playing at opposite lock, running over ferals. <laughs> Shoot ferals. <laughs> Good work. All right. Um, sorry, I'm just quickly saving something I need to do for a, a guy sent us his rig of the month for June 87. Oh, really? That's cool. Like, I was hoping that'd happen. It is yeah. cool. Hey, how's this? Our mate, Mutt, and uh, knight of the thongy table, Brett Abraham, king of the Bible studies. He is that busy this week trying to set his car up for um, the New South Wales Variety Bash, his EH. He hasn't sent his Bible studies. Yeah. No, that's definitely out of character for him. So, Redmond, let's get cracking, and I hope you like the new Bible studies intro I've done, especially for 987. I hope you enjoy it. I love it, mate. Was that Bob Hawke? <laughs> just a couple of your favourites I like, cobbled together just to really get you into the zone for it. That's the, That was the main intention of that I one. don't know whether it's something to do with, you know, um, childhood insomnia, but I always thought Thelma Bull, Bull Pit was kind of hot. Really? Yes. Wow. Were you, like, smoking heaps of dack or something back then? What was the I was probably the only one that wasn't, so that might have been something. You know, Joe Loveday. Can we talk about Joe Loveday? Yeah, sure. Oh, man, that woman is so fucking hot. 
Now, for anyone who doesn't remember Joe Loveday, she was a nurse on a country practice. Wasn't she the sister of one of the other nurses on that show? Maybe. Sorry, man. I was, sorry, I was just uh, at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, can I have some alone time? That's what you go to work for. Hey, um. Uh, you know what? You know what I've seen course... written in the toilet one day at work. This is not a harbour. Stop coming in here for a tug. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like. Here I sit broken-hearted, trying to ship and only farted. Yeah, that's that, that's our classic. Oh, there's 400 cocks drawn in there. What the fuck is the guy with cocks? I draw titties. I love titties. Yeah, I don't know, mate. Just check out at Cock and Balls Australia. People really get into it, and I love the artistic flair of many that do that. The biggest problem is now, though, all the titties and the cocks that get drawn to do with this podcast. Like, Lucy does it all the time just to make me laugh, and it fucking does. It makes me piss myself laughing. I've posted a couple of pics. I'll go to pick up a cup of tea, and she's got the nico and she's drawn a pair of boobs on it, or there's a big penis on it or something. Like, I you love have it. to be able to laugh. laugh. You know, that's, that's the resilient people we are. That's not offensive. It's not, it doesn't hurt anybody. You know what it is? It's funny. I just refuse to grow up. I don't really care if people think that that's an issue. You can just get fucked. I could, I could I not agree really anymore. Care. It's funny. It is funny. If you can't laugh at yourself or you can't laugh at something stupid like that, man, you might as well just pack up and die now because, yeah, life's taking, being taken way too a, seriously. A funny story, a few guys I used to work with, they had this uh, big meeting or whatever, and they were, all the bosses had flown in from um, from Brisbane or whatever, but somebody set him up. So he, they're going to have a slide show. So he pulled the slide down and somebody drew a massive cock on it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody knows, you'll know the whole story, and it's so funny. He's, like, trying to get the, the whiteboard to retract or whatever, and it wouldn't fucking go back up. And, <laughs> and my mate tells the story. It was him. He reckons, I'm trying to get the fucking... And when it finally went up, he looks around, he reckons there's six or seven high-powered guys who are in big jobs, and they're all smirk, and he reckons it was... He almost said himself, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Got to have a laugh, yeah. mate, especially at work. Fuck work. It's the only way to get through it. With a, you know, if I was to win $7 million at Lotto... I'd only give them four months' notice. I like to say much. I bought the company. I'd, I'd make right. their life hell. Actually, I'd do that. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> hey, uh, June 1987 Street Machine magazine, it was actually the monster issue with 164 pages and had the blown Corvette on the cover, as in the engine of the blown Corvette. So what have you got for cover shot, mate, going back in time to 87 June? Um, the main thing you got to remember in uh, June 87, the thing predates the internet. So magazines for guys like you and I and everybody our age, it was it was a, it was a great form of uh, content. It's, oh, yeah. Well, it's all you really had. You could expand. That and your stick books. <laughs> Same yeah. thing. You could expand on your hobby. So you had fishing, full drive, painting, uh, anything. You know one thing I used to love back from that day? You know the Live to Ride magazine? It yeah, used to be so yeah. awesome back then, man. It had a, a column in there, and it was from guys who were in prison. So if you're in prison, you could write to Live to Ride. So I'd like to say hello to my mates that are in Lithgow or... Pentridge or Goulburn. And I kind of really like that. It is a real portal in, into people, but it's all changed now. It's a, it's all different. But um, you notice the cover of uh, June 87 doesn't have a car on it. No, it doesn't. But it's got a hell of an engine on it, uh, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. It's got that big blown 350. But um, have a look at the rear cover. Oh, now now you're talking. That's some serious old school, isn't that's it? That's Martin Filter's 30 Cigarettes Special Blend. The only 30s with the style of the 80s. So the and the, the thing with that is, too, it's a bit of a deviation. Normally, it was the anyhow have a windfield, the red cover on the Yeah, back. that's right. So, I mean, it's got the style of the 80s. So, it's got, like, fucking Rubik's Cubes and Adidas Roams and Coke Yo-Yo and Fuck yeah, Fluffy Dice. Miami Vice yeah. jacket. Yeah, yeah I think no, it's I love fun. It. Have a look at the words. Three, uh, I beg your pardon, 
free FRWE E38 charge opposed to an A9X to win. Man, there are the days right there. Yeah, Christ, you wouldn't see anything like that now, would you? Maybe the poster, but Bathurst A9X to win. Do you know what happened to that? Not going to happen. Oh, you know whatever happened to the A9X? Apparently it's still around. I remember Street Machine did something on it maybe a year or two ago. I think it actually was recently re-auctioned. Yeah. And went for big like big dollars because I think the big thing at the time was that it had like 14Ks in the clock or something stupid. And now it's only up to like 21. So it was still really low mileage and it was re-auctioned a few years ago. A young fella. So it still survives. Yeah. A young fella won it, and of course I, I would be in the same boat. He sold it. He had, you know, same thing. If you want a car at a raffle when you're 20, 25, you sell it. You got it, mate. So he sold it. And the collector bought it, and the collector sat it for 25 years, never got to it. So the collector was saying in street machine there a couple of years ago, he's got to get the engine pulled out and done the brakes, redone everything, get it. Same thing. Yeah, 20. You're right. You're correct. 21 Ks on. I would have preferred to see it go to. Red Dirt Pirate, old, old Benny Hewlett or someone like that. He's our sergeant at arms at Thong Stubbs and just have the absolute fucking piss caned out of it. Shotgun shells in the driver's seat and fucking stubbies everywhere. It's just such a shame when uh, Barney said it. Our, yeah, our, and just just disconnect the speedo cable so it still only has 14 cases. Our, our friend uh, Tim Barnett, he, he put a comment on something the other day. Oh, let's get it, restore it, and lock it in a shed where nobody can ever see it. <laughs> I thought that was a piss funny. Mate, that's pretty much on the money with what people do, though, it isn't is. it? Well, uh, 1987, the October-November Street Machine, you know what? It had the um, GT, the 87 GTHO Falcon giveaway. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. HO yeah, to go. Yeah, HO to go. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. you got the A9, genuine A9X and the fake GTHO Falcon, pretty cool for a magazine to be doing all that in one year, really. It is, and especially too. Okay, look, that one HO to go. That was actually an XD, just that way they could keep it V8 with XF front guards and stuff fitted. But XF was the current model. It was kind of getting towards the end of the XF run, so it was like doing it to virtually a new car. It looked great, mate. I honestly, that it looked absolutely awesome. I love mm, red cars, agreed. but um. Every car on the contents page of this magazine has a nickname. They don't mention the year or the model. You and I have spoken about the writers of Street Machine, the writers of car magazines that are giving cars the name like Brex Webster's FJ being high-tech. Um, uh, if you have a look, every single car on the contents page has a nickname. It doesn't mention, oh, it's a 64EH. I think that's fucking cool. Yeah, I agree. It is very cool, and that's kind of something that, you know, like um, you'll see in an upcoming Street Machine magazine. I did a story with Mick Curran on The Terminator. And I said, oh, where the name come from? And he goes, it was you guys. It was Street Machine gave us the name. So that's how it was always known, was because of the writer actually gave the car the title, which is very cool. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, which still gets done nowadays. It's just whether the title has enough oomph. Not so much enough oomph, but whether people are still open-minded enough to remember the title and apply it to that particular vehicle. Like, that's something we do as writers. You always come up with a title to go with the story. Like, you might put a few in a, you know, put a few together to be chosen from, or the owner of the vehicle might have something they want to use. And that's kind of part of the fun of actually assembling a story for the magazine. You know what your best ever title was? <laughs> What's that? Venage. Oh, Venage yeah, When you wrote about... Yeah, <laughs> I, t- I that was back uh, back in the early days. I said, "Man, that is awesome." Sometimes they come to you so quick, you can just think of one, and it's going to work, and it's going to get approved, and it's going to be used. But other times, I'll submit ten, and I just can't get my brain to work. I can't get to function. My creativity isn't as hot on that factor as it is with a lot of other guys like Dave Carey and, and Telf and everyone. But then you get, say, someone like Brett Collingwood, who's a, like a editor. He actually looks through the 
like does all the actual editing, I suppose, of the work. And mate, this guy, his fucking brain is just so diverse and so open-minded. He comes up with some really cool titles as well. So got to give kudos to him. Probably my favourite one was uh, years ago we did the Van Wheels special in Street Machine magazine and had to actually cover the Van Nats. And I had to come up with a title to do the Van Nat story and I did Bling of the Mountain because it was held at Bathurst just on King of the Mountain. And that one... That basically came to me straight away, and it, that became the chosen title, yeah. Sometimes it's a bitch, sometimes it's a breeze. It just depends what the car is and what's inspiring you at the time. I love the riding of streetcars, and that's something, and aim something that, yeah, you and I, and we will continue to speak about. I love it. Yeah, big time. What do you got for the cover, mate? June 87, I want to hear your cover shots information. i just done about five minutes of it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'll give you mine then. Cover shot. <laughs> Now, I'm going to just take a bit of a step back. So go into your wank palace and just imagine you're reading this magazine for the first time. The cover shot. Mate, it was the mountain of dreams looking at that supercharger. That blowing stuff like this. This was the holy grail back then. You know, and then you have the holy grail of a supercharger on a car, whether it be a streetcar or whatever. You know, you incorporate that, of course, with all the chrome and all the polish and all the detailed paintwork. It's kind of the exact opposite of the whole murdered out craze yep. in a lot of ways and sort of, you know, the understated styling. It's just different styles for different decades and different times. But I look at this engine picture on the front. It had everything that I, you know, that I ever dreamed of for my own cars. It had chrome. It had paint detailing. It had braided hose, like all this stuff that was just seemed unfathomable at the time. And especially, too, without the things like like eBay and all the rest of it. I remember when I was building my mini, like, first car, I had to paint the engine in, and I wanted to do it that Ford Performance blue colour. I had to actually get on a bus and catch a bus in Brisbane to the Valley to go to the first super cheap store they ever opened and buy a tin of paint. It was like an all-day exercise to go and buy a can of paint just to paint my engine. I couldn't just order it or... Because, you know, I was like 15. I didn't have a license. I couldn't just drive down there myself. So it became like a big adventure just to buy a can of spray paint to paint the engine of the car. You know, and that's kind of cool when I look back on that stuff. You just seem to have so much spare time to really enjoy your projects and do what you had to do with them. And it's sort of something I think as you get older and life gets busy with work and everything else, you kind of lose that edge. I think I probably would have stopped and had some yumbos as well that's on that on that journey. That's that true. There's a couple of comments I got there. The chrome. I'm I'm helping a friend. He's he's got a 2004 fat boy at the moment. He's he's trying to do some bits and pieces. Like, mate, go for chrome. Go for something that's old. Everybody's got black. Everybody's got the air intake. Everybody's got the flat bars. Put a set of ape hangers on it and go chrome. And he's like, mate, you know what? You're fucking right. That's cool. The other thing you're saying about having to get on a bus and go and get all your bits and pieces for your car. I accuse some people in the scene of being souvenir hunters. You can get on eBay. If you get eBay, okay, I want to get um, I want to get EH dashes or I want to get fucking um, A9X badges. You can if, – if you're a decent purchaser, if you're a shopper, if you're good at shopping, you can get all them bits and pieces. Whereas – Originally in the 80s when this magazine came out, if you wanted to get something for an FX or you wanted to get something for a LJ, you had to know people who had them. So after dinner, when everybody's had their dinner, you get the telephone, you ring it up, and you ring your mate. Mate, do you know anybody that's got – so you ring your friends, and they ring their friends, and you get to know the guys. These days, if you want to get them bits and pieces, you're a bit of a fucking elite-level shopper. So, yeah, just some commentary on that. Look, I think, too, it's easy as far as, you know, in hindsight, I think, oh, well, I've been there, done that, so I feel like I, I can say, well, you know, I've done the hard yards with buying and building cars, and that's why it's all right for me just to get on eBay now and buy stuff because it's so simple, and I don't have time to shop around. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just I guess it just shows how much car building has changed and why these days you have such a awesome quality of cars that are getting out and about with so much great componentry on it. You know, there's no importing a set of world wheels from the States. Like you can buy them off fifty outlets on eBay now. You know, or even buy them from the States and they're shipped over in a flash. Christ, I get stuff from America quicker than I would from Sydney, it seems, these days. Yeah, it was something I wrote for an article that never seen the, the light of day was a Hilux compared to an LX. You can get an LX front left-hand side guard. You can get it. There's no problem. But it's like getting a blowjob at the cricket. It's gonna, You can make it happen, but fuck, it's going to cost a lot. <laughs> That's right. Whereas you, whereas, you, whereas, you, whereas you can get a, a Hilux guard, brand new, 110 bucks. Yep, done. Done, dusted. Piece of cake. Mate, have you got a rig of the month for me? June 87. Fuck yeah. I've got everything for this. I, Simon, I really enjoyed doing this. It's been probably, the in the whole time we've done this, my favourite Bible studies that I've done. Sweet. Can you have a look at uh, Brett Horseman's 1976 Corvette? What page is that, please, Mr. Yellow Pages? Oh, I've got it. I flicked open 11 Second Street Animal, had me at that, yeah, page 18. Have a look at Burgundy Wine. How cool is that for a name with the whole wine being supercharger wine? Love yeah, it. It's, a, it's such a cool car. I, um, the first hundred-odd words of this describe it. So the, the piece is brilliantly written. It describes uh, Fran and Phil Roots inventing the blower. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. Cast on, it's a cast on 350 with a pair of hollies and a GM blower, so, man, I'm done now, whatever. Um, page 11 is pure Stingray and Chrome Corvette. Have a look at Mountain. Have a look at that photo, man. That is a fucking awesome photo, eh? Yeah, big time. It's funny because I know how much you love Corvettes and Stingrays and all that sort of thing too, so I was kind of wondering if this would be high on your list. Oh, definitely. I love it. Um, page 20 and 21. Yep. Every photo is crazy. The center lines, the T-top, the Stingray badge, the uh, four-eyed factory. You see the rear bumper in these things, how fucking good they look? Yeah, big time. That's right. They're like polyurethane or something, aren't they, in this Raptor model? Ass, like ass and fiery glass. <laughs> have a look at them. Um, it hasn't got the side pipes, but have a look. Um, it's got the, the I, they call them Chevy drop pipes under the rear, whatever they are. Yeah, drop pipes. Yeah, they're pretty Have cool. a look at the cockpit, man. That looks like my version of a PlayStation. That, uh, that you know, on page 21... That's where I want to sit, man. That's where I want to... I, I love right-hand driving. USA cars, there's a bit of the... You read anything, guys, like, oh, fuck, don't convert it. Fuck, who gives a fuck? Convert it and do some compression lockups in it. Do some burnouts. Do some handbrakes. It's a fucking car for fuck's sake. The main reason I need to convert anything to right-hand drive is going out to overtake someone on a single-lane road. I just end up pulling out in front of a truck because I couldn't yeah, see. I'd, I'd, so that's what I'd need right-hand drive. I'd, I'd go do a handbrake and rip the fucking window winder off. <laughs> 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 Have a look at the photo of Brian in his blue jeans. He's got a black Led Zeppelin t- uh, ZZ Tops t-shirt. Yeah, his yeah. Blue- is he wearing Dunlop KT26? Oh, they might be, uh, be mate Benny Batley. He hates jeans and joggers because Benny's dad has got a big block Corvette. And he reckons, Dad, why the fuck are you wearing jeans and joggers in case you feel like going for a run while you got your jeans on? Man, I dig his kind of Eagles style hair and beard. <laughs> Like, that's a pretty cool looking itself. That's how you grew a beard back in the 80s, mate. There's none of this bourbon, Melbourne, fucking shine, fucking whatever. But Yeah, it's just it was just a match the Playboy muff. Just hair, <laughs> mate. Just get it out. <laughs> you said muff. <laughs> if you have a look, um, the way he's dressed, guys are probably on eBay right now trying to replicate that. Oh, I've got a mullet, whatever. I've got a list. That is actually just how we looked, and I think that's pretty cool, man. I really enjoy the way that he's just, yeah, it's blue jeans, you know, forever in blue jeans. But, um... I had a uh, an '83 Corvette for a while. My mate Shane, he bought one with a 350 uh, small block in it, 350 auto. And I think it's a Posi drive rear end. Is that what they call it? Yeah, Posi track. Posi yeah. track rear end. Yeah, it was, 
so much fun, man. That light little car, it was uh, it was cool. But um, can I say I like the way that you said you had one and that your mate Shane bought it, so you just sort of claimed ownership. He's of it. good like that. He's got the best muscle car collection ever, but he hates driving muscle cars. You know what? He's got an AU Falcon that he bought from the auctions for about eighteen hundred fucking bucks. I don't know roadworthy on, and he, that's his car. He drives it. He, he's got a left hand five hundred horsepower Camaro. He's got the Valiant, the, the one that I use my wedding. And he doesn't like driving muscle cars, so he's like, ah, oh, whatever, you keep it. But um, also love the name Corvette Stingray. How does that compare? How does that compare to, like Belmont, Cortina, Statesman, or fucking Vacationer even? Oh, listen, all those names are so much better than what they have now, like a Rexton or a Serato or a Sorrento or whatever. Just they aren't memorable names at That's all. That's right. It's like Gary, Barry, Larry compared to like a Stingray Corvette. It's like you know, a Fender Stratocaster is to a fucking a mate and whatever. Like, I really love that that name. It's, it's, it's cool. What have you got for Rig of the Month, Copper? Okay, page 57, please. You probably guessed this before you even finish reading the magazine. Yep. Red Alert, that's my name. Yes, Gary Mutton's Red Alert. It's a HK sedan with a HG grill in it. Runs a blonde 350 Chev. And it, too, is one of the 11 Second Street animals. It ran 11.38, which is very tough. Now... A lot of things I love about this car, the fact it's Monza Red, it's my favourite red colour, with colour-coded bumpers. Of course, back in these days, if you are going to paint a car red, it was always Monza Red or that Porsche Guards Red. Do you yep. remember that? It's another fantastic colour from that era. I do love Monza Red. I actually painted my first mini Monza Red because of this car. A couple of things I also dig, I love the Centerline Indie Champ wheels it runs. Just something a little bit different to auto drags, but still within the family. And I actually love... The big mouth BDS blower scoop it's got as well. And it's very cool. See, it's it's taller than your normal type street scoops. I just love that that look. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's mainly that scoop and those wheels, which is why it stayed so permanently in my mind. So that was definitely my rig of the month. I have a feeling that he still owns it. I don't know if someone can confirm or deny that, but I seem to... There's a couple of fantastic um, Facebook pages. One is Street Machine History from 1970 to 1995, but also um, 1980 to 2000, summonats, burnouts, shootouts, that sort of thing. So if you're into old school cars, there are a couple of great pages to look up. And um, I'm pretty sure that someone said Gary still owns that, which would be very cool if you did. Yeah, so that was my Old Testament Bible Studies Rig of the Month. A couple of comments on that. You said the Monza Red and the Red. If you remember from that time, the Porga, you remember the VW Porsche kit? Yeah, and the Pereira And what's the F40 Celica kit you used to be able to get? Oh, shit. Made by the same company, Creative Conversions. Jesus, what was that called? I can't remember. Remember, both... No, it wasn't Solari or Farina. 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 But remember, both their cars were that red as well. So you're right. With a red colour, you've hit the nail on the head from that time. It's absolutely important colour. Yeah, big time. So flicking through this, did you have some action Jacksons? Uh, just, sorry, well? just one last thing on your page 50. What was that? That page 57. Yeah. Do you realize, 57 yeah. Heaven. Do you realise that that's actually a pseudo cover shot? If you have a look at the cover shot of that magazine, oh, it yeah. must have been very close to being the cover shot, the red alert, the blower adjust the car it must have been very close to being the cover shot as well i'm actually going back and forth as i look at that and you're exactly right very similar look yeah Yeah, super cool now it says it's a blown 327 hk but in the story it actually says it's the 350 it had a 327 but he fitted a 350 i think so just in case i'm wrong slash right i don't really know 
We're just trying to explain myself there. Right, what are we up to? Yep. Action Jackson, please. AJ. Page 28. Yes, sir. I'm there. Oh, that was actually my first action, Let's Jackson. Let's turn this light on. I can't see what I'm looking at. It's <laughs> our good mate, Louis Svelter, and he's given the back ties, the good news on his uh, on his Falcon hardtop here. I like the colour-coded bumpers. I like the blackout nostrils, the rear quarter vents that are black, the polished centre lines, the harnesses. In my mind, you know what song's playing? Led Zeppelin, Cashmere. While he's taking the ties off this thing, the song Cashmere is playing in the background. <laughs> Lou's a great guy. He's a bit of an icon of the Brisbane car scene. He still gets out and about these days. He, When he sold this particular XV in the late 80s, he replaced it with a Mustang convertible that he built up, and he's still got that car today. He's just a character, mate. You wouldn't meet a nicer bloke. And, yeah, I actually remember this car from when I was a kid. His parents had a takeaway shop near me, and he was always giving it lots of stick, which is pretty awesome. Now, Lou's going through a bit of a hard time lately. We'd just definitely like to say a big hello to him. And, mate, we love your work. We love everything that he posts, and, and we love the car that you've done back in the day. So, g'day, Lou. Yeah, big time. This was very cranky Cleveland, four-speed top loader, vertical gate shifter, all that stuff, four, five, six-geared, nine-inch. And it'd be nothing for him and his beautiful wife, Grace, to take that to the Gold Coast and back on cruises and stuff. Like, he's a, definitely a driver, and he loves his manual cars. His Mustang's still a manual, so he's definitely a, a Ford man to the core. But in saying that he still appreciates all sorts of hot stuff but yeah great guy Lou and that's a great photo oh well if I could very much era correct if I could transplant his hair from then and put into like Adam Rogash's all show I would do it that's my vice versa man for so many years he had this wild buff of black curly hair you can kind of see it in the photos he's just such a character yeah he's good do you have a look at page 59 for us thanks yes man that's a triple threat right there that's an action jackson a tough shot and a special mention oh it's just the rear view of gary mutton's eight the one of it rolling down the road it is that is oh yeah yep fuck man that does weird things to me that is an absolutely beautiful car in it isn't it what and how good is the marriage between red black and chrome slash polished alloy it It just works perfectly on that car it just is just such a standout combination find me a better looking hk yeah i'll be very surprised i like the four-door that's as tough as a fucking monday hangover big time and you know the fact is it's got an hg grill there was no necessity to keep it an hk grill he just probably preferred the hg grill so fitted it so good on you there was no like purist drawer to have to keep it how it was from the factory and i think it works well just use the preferred style for whatever you thought was better hey flick through to page 79 for me please mate yeah top right have a look at that charger <laughs> yeah it looks like the tires are going to roll off the right rear rim doesn't it in the right have front a look at it. the front left is in the air the left rear is in pro taller mode uh, it's best described as busy that is very busy but we've spoken about photos before so the guy that took that photo he didn't have an iphone he, he so he had to buy the camera he had to buy the film he had to put the whole thing together take it to get developed get the whole thing t- to work out mate that is a fucking awesome and you know what? he also mailed it to a magazine in substation so he would have mailed it to him that is an awesome photo man i really enjoy that photo that's that's by the seat of the pants that's a great photo isn't it it is a great shot yeah, for sure. No, I'm hearing well, They flicked through to 130. Uh, my cousin and my brother and everybody, they went to the Summer Nats in about um, 87 or 88, and they got to see Victor Bray in this thing. Yeah. And the story goes that uh, during the Summer Nats, people will be able to back this up, during the Summer Nats, Victor got the thing out and he just pants the fuck out of it, up and down, up and down. He just pants it, blew a head gasket. So, oh, yeah, really? So he backed yeah. it under his little shade. He pulled the head off it 
put a head gasket on it and took it back out and kept pants in the day. <laughs> I was actually going to say, this was one of uh, my Action Jacksons as well. So while we're on to it, I'll just add something in. I have a feeling that it was probably around that time that he took it to Summonats and entered the burnout comp and did the first kind of power skid. Instead of just pulling up and doing a static burnout like a Chris Christo, he just nailed it from one end to the other and power skidded the thing. It's on YouTube. I'll look it up and I'll post it for everyone. That's spot on, eh? Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, that's just that's just done. Yep, power skid, thanks for coming. That's that's how I do the burnout comp. Victor Bray's been with us for as long as uh, anybody. Eh? He's an absolute legend. And no, uh, no. Nah. Yeah. Page 155, Bridgestone Eagers ad. Oh, yep, go for it. Yeah, page 155. I apologise for it being an ad. But how good is that, man? That's like... So this 1987, they could have never predicted the methanol burnouts that were going to come in 19... Oh, sorry, in, in 2018. <laughs> the Black Panther with the Eagle. Is that a um, is that a Corvette wheel maybe above it? No, just an aftermarket Delta. Yeah, yeah. but how cool is that fat on the right? The, the massive big... Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a cool... I've got no problem with in the magazine with... I don't give a fuck if I mention the name or not, but I've, I've got no problem with mentioning ads that are really good. Hey, um, give us your action, Jacksons, mate. <laughs> mate, can I say on that actual ad... Now, of course, it's the Bridgestone Eagles ad and there's two fire trials going up the road. That reminds me of the night you and I both had that bad Indian and we decided to have a foot race. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I ha- and we tore up the road. Remember I had a leaking rear main seal? <laughs> and we're, you and me and right. we're not talking about, you know, a crank. See, if that was me, I would have had to do one and leave the big fire mark from my open wheeler diff, then back up and do one next to it. That's how I would have rolled. How good's that um, big photo of Disturbia ripping that single peg, right? That's a great photo. See, for all intents and purposes, that photo, it is a single peg up, but you'd never know, like, because it was taken from the good side. <laughs> so I always remember, just actually, that was at Willowbank Mopar Sunday a few years ago. This guy came up to me afterwards and said, you know what, mate? He goes, you'd probably get better traction off the line if you put a limited slip diff in it. And I said, why is that? And he goes, oh, well, you'd both wheels would hook up. Now, of course, I know why. And I said, well, mate, the thing is, it's not even spinning one yet. <laughs> yeah. I said, why would I need to put a limited slip in? Oh, oh. He goes, isn't it? I said, nah, man. I said, it's fucking slow as a wet week, this thing. I said, it, it hooks up one wheel, no problems. And he's just gone, oh, oh, okay. Hey, I'll just stop you right there. I won't hear any shit spoken about disturbing. I won't. I'll stop you right there. This shit could get ugly. <laughs> All right, my first action, Jackson, was page 28, Louis Spelter's Helter Skelter, which was spoken about. So please flick forward to page 42, Jeff Payton's Mark One Cortina with a 454. That kind of launch photo yep, there. Yep. I just I actually love the entire photo, even with the guy with the big wide eyes in it as well. Oh, I was wondering who that actually was. I couldn't find who wrote this story. Oh, hang on. Yes, it is. You and Paige. Yeah. Hey, I was going to say, it looks like you and Paige in the photo, but that's probably because it actually was him. I've just seen where the story was written and photos were Andrew Gartside. I love that photo. Just everything about it. It's launching, it's twisting up, it's wrinkling the slicks. It's just a fucking great photo. It's got plenty of tie rod end. You know how much I love tie rods in photos. I think it just really shows for launch. Now, this motor in this car was actually the one that came from his Tirana hatch, which was a Street Machine Magazine cover photo or cover car feature back in probably 84 or 85, I think it was. So Jeff went on and put this motor into a Mark I Cortina, of course, something a bit lighter, etc., etc., I think it's a great car all round, really. And if you flick over the page, how mean does that big block Chev look just sitting in that engine? Yeah, that's one of my special mentions. It's all tapper covers and carby. That's one of mine. I love the number plate as well, but that's one of my special mentions as well. 
Sure, yeah, LS7454. And that was actually, if you remember, uh, back to that Chopped 55 that was owned by Kevin Monk and is now owned by Drew Hutchie. That had the plates LS6454. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. A bit of history for you. Um, yeah, so that was one of my Action Jacksons. If you can flick to page 95, thank you, sir. Can do flicking as we speak. This is under the Whole Shot Heroes story yep. they did on drag racing. Yep. Middle of the page, right-hand side, Donna Sisma in her HK Monaro. Yep. How fucking tough is this Monaro? Like, Donna Sisma raced for decades. She probably still is racing. I don't really know. But she was um, one of, I guess, the best-known female drag racers and a really competitive racer too. But how tough is that HK? Auto drags, it's got a letterbox scoop, and it's got the coolest graphics paintwork. I would love someone to build a replica of this car or just build an HK Monaro with those graphics to really pull back to that whole 80s Pro Street thing. It does look pretty cool, doesn't it? Very much so. And the last one I had for Action Jackson was actually what we've spoken about, Victor Bray in his uh, old best, 57, doing that burnout. Yeah, so that was that. That was me for Action Jackson's, mate. Have you got something for tough shots? Uh, have I, have I got tough? You know what? My tough shots is Street Machine, June 1987, front to back. <laughs> that was the thing. You and I spoke about this, and we said, fuck, mate, we're going to have to apply the Bible studies uh, rhetoric to it. Otherwise... The other option was just to read the thing front to back because, mate, a lot of stuff that we do at Thong Slab is really points back to the stuff. And this magazine is fucking awesome, man. Oh, massively. So yeah, my, couldn't my first that. tough shot is the cover. Okay, agreed. I can see why. It's three meat and one veggie right there, isn't it? It's got no guard <laughs> on the blower belt because, you know, baby members wouldn't jam their finger of their cup cup scratcher into a fucking moving part, you know. There's no sticker, no written warnings, no JSA. Just don't put your finger in the fucking thing. And it won't hurt. And if you do, you've just fucking learnt the hard way. You will call the old Freddy Four Fingers if you do. <laughs> yeah, and you won't ever do it again, and you won't automatically become a victim and get victim mentality. But it's a great... That, that cover is a tough shot, isn't it? Oh, yeah, hugely. Page 27. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the one thing, the thong slap is one of our things is a wheelbarrow handle exhaust, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's full-on wheelbarrows on this. This is the Charmin slash Tronk uh, Black Mamba EH that Red's talking about. And that is full wheelbarrow handle exhaust. I could pick that up and take it to the tip. It's got the 12 slotters. The... <laughs> it's got something that is dirty but cool. The hand-raised flares. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, they look cool. That is a pretty cool. EHs are never going to, mate. They're going to be from um, Agro 64 right back to these guys. They're, they're never going to be not cool. No, definitely. Can I just quickly say, uh, Ben Asme, who's Top Hat Benny on our Instagram, he messaged me during the week to say that he actually went through June 87, and his rig of the month was this EH. He loves a small block Chev. He loves the TA tyres and 12 slotters. Loves the guard flutes, the twin chrome exhaust tips, and the half cage. This was his choice rig of the month for June 1987. G'day, Ben. I would definitely agree that page 36 cover yes sir oh he's a mutt ross woods with the greening lc see the left-hand lower photo of the thing with the flares the scoop the uh, color-coded bumper bars the centerpiece aerial the side yep. pipes perfect nothing about this car is not perfect and in a later section i've got more to do with that but i'll just for now i'll pick that as a tough shot that that left-hand side lower photo see Very the side tough. yeah see yep. the side pipe the letterbox the roll cage the color bumpers oh fuck man bring it on yeah I can uh, definitely agree with you on that one. Agreed. Page 44. Have a look at that, mate. You, you mentioned this. Have a look at that B block. What the actual fuck? <laughs> that <laughs> cylinder head, man. Look, at, look how fucking huge it is. 
It's just so uncomplicated, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. It's a fucking big block. It's got a carby. There's a fuel block. It's got a fan, a belt, a radiator, engine bay. Thanks for coming. Like, it just seems like such an uncomplicated engine bay to me. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, um, so page 82 okay. is the um, RT Charger E38 poster. Oh, yes. yeah. So, yep. this car is 16 years old. When we use the current maths, and Winston, our accountant, he loves to use current math. That's a 2003 CV8. Good yeah. comparison. But, mate. mate, this is back when we used to build coupes. Australia, uh, with this island nation, when they said to us, build your own cars, we used to build RTE38 chargers. Who can't be proud of that? We used to build A9Xs, mate. We used to build fucking the best coupes, hardtop coupes, whatever. It's just such a shame. That car is so beautiful. Um, what I'm going to do, if anybody's listening to the podcast and they want this poster, I'll send it to them. So just drop us a line and I'll pull this poster out and I'll send it to you. You put it up in your shed, send us a photo and we'll be all square. Just send it, Red. Just send oh, it. Oh, fuck. Just send it. I'm the mailman because <laughs> I'm just going to send it. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a pretty cool uh, a poster. If anybody wants it, uh, drop us a line and we'll send it to you. Simon, have you got any um, tough shots, Copper? Mate, flick back to page 36. This is one you did actually as yep. well. The bottom left corner is... Ross Woods, Lime and Shine, LC, Tirana. Pretty much what you were saying. The scoop, the pointy LC front, side pipes, globe lines. It's just quintessential Aussie street machine yeah. from that era. And it's something you'd see driving around. It looks like it's got... Are they... Uh, no, the Falcon mirrors, actually. Yeah. Dig the Falcon mirrors on it. I love the fact that on the grill, he's painted the center section of the grill, the matching lime as well, with the Chev badge too. Great combo all round. Graphics, can't go wrong. Love it. Flick forward to page 60, please, sir. Bottom left corner. This is the fucking trifecta, this photo. Gary Mutton's HK again. Indy Champs, Flutes, BDS Scoop. What a fucking triple trio that is. That's a great photo, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it just says it all. Page 70, thanks, mate. Oh, what? Yeah, just don't fucking stress just yet, okay? Page 70, right, or kind of the right side of page 70, up a bit. I fucking love Starians. I have a soft spot for Starians oh, yeah. and that Shell XMO Starian. They're a tough shape. I just dig those cars. I'd, I'd have one in a heartbeat, put an LS or something in it. Thanks for coming. No, I'll, give, I'll give you the Mitsubishi compared to the other two fucking heaps of shit on that. I'll give you the Mitsubishi. <laughs> Fuck the other two. There's no one going for an Alfa Romeo. Although the Skyline in two-door is pretty cool too. So, yeah, but definitely the Starian for me. I've always loved those things. Rightio, mate. Please Flick over to page 144. Oh, the Jen Hawkins DFPB. Oh, sorry, wrong mag. <laughs> Pommy Thunder, the Black Morris Miner with a big block Chevy. Yep. Like, seriously, how fucking cool is that thing? Not, not now, very. This is an American-built yeah. car. <laughs> now, the guy started with small block combos, went to the big block, and again, I don't know how the fuck he fitted it, but he did, and hats off to him. Actually, I do know how he fitted it. If you look at page 147, the interior shot, there's the world's hugest yeah. fucking firewall recess coming into where normally your legs would go. That's how he fitted That's it. That's like an L9000 uh, Ford truck. That it is. Yeah, massive big cow there, so you can pull it out and serve as a clutch. Fucking oath. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's no fucking around. You just, just fabricate a box and whack it in, put a bit of carpet on it, she's done. <laughs> that was me for tough shots, mate. How about special mentions? You got something for special mentions? Please? Only about 4,000. Page one, I shit you not. So have a look at the uh, Shell Ultra ad there. As in literally page one. Yep, you weren't open long. up. I yep. drew a massive cock on that guy. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you can. You, see, try doing that with a digital magazine. I'm sure you might be able to get your, your finger and draw it with like some sort of paint option. 
but it's not going to have the longevity that doing it in the proper magazine. I drew an elephant cock. You know, the guys are working and say, you've got an elephant cock. You can pick peanuts up off the floor, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, go to page 12, please, mate, the Your Stuff cartoon. Oh, yeah. Have, have yeah, a look at the Australian uh, Post Bedford smoking the bags off it. And I'll bait in the photo. He's got a, a bonnet scoop, a, a, a taco, and a radar detector. <laughs> That's 80s right there. And the post he's giving you the fault. That's a fucking it's cool photo. Cool uh, flick through to page 16. Oh, enough said. And, and I will, obviously, we spoke about it before. Plankman's obviously my dad, Brian Plankman. I grew up in Dundee Dewey. I've never wanted anything from any of the magazine industry from him being my dad, but that's that's who I am. This like Peter Brock. Back in the day, how our Ford offered both Plankman and Brocky unsigned check to go to Ford. So i got to admit, he bought that fucking piece of shit XF home to Dunny Do, and that's what we had, mate. We had an XF, but... Um, Are you sure it wasn't an XFN, like the Nissan badge-engineered XFU? It wasn't one of those? Was it definitely the Ford? Well, I can't tell, because Dad was crying that much. <laughs> the funny thing, people don't know about Brian Plankner. We're obviously bringing him back. He was paid a lot of money uh, a little while, oh, a while ago, not to, to write anymore. Obviously, a while ago, when the big conglomerate took over a lot of magazines, they said, look, we need to get rid of this guy. So it was like Jason Bourne. It was like um, a broken arrow kind of thing. They got rid of him. They kicked him out of the industry. Part of the deal was... But, you know, a, a lot to do with that was he was such a visionary. What was that Clap Clap's name, that bloke that predicted all this shit happening in the future that came Nostradamus. Nostradamus. That's what he was. That's what Plankman exactly. is. He's Australia's Nostradamus. Part of the deal was he's not allowed to uh, participate in any of the magazines or car builds, but they paid him quite a lot of money. So Dad just sat at home, mate, and he moaned. He just fucking whinged. He played the tab, whatever. But I remember there's a certain editor from a certain magazine that turned up to Dunny Do. I wasn't meant to be there, but I rock up, and this certain editor turned up with an EJ with a grey motor. And Dad and him were tuning up, whatever, and I just turned up. And fuck, mate, the red faces on him was perfect. And he's like, you never seen us. And I'm like, i never seen a fucking thing, mate. I've never seen one single. And I got 25 free T-shirts from that magazine, eh? <laughs> Good work. Good work. But page 26. Have yep. a look at that cockpit, mate. Oh, fuck, yeah. It's got the, the yeah. Chevy floor mat, the bucket seats, the Mr. Gasket shifter. It's, that's a place for recreation there, right there for me, eh? And it's all wrapped in crushed velvet. Of course, we're talking about the, the Tronk Shaman Black Mamba EH again. Blue crushed velvet interior. How fucking cool is that? I've got one more. Um, uh, yeah, page 119, mate. Have a look. I remember episode one of the Thong Slappers. I told you when we spoke about the Holden Sixes having a special place in, in streetcar mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Have a look at this LH, mate. I remember this car. This was the Justice Six. I think it had Justice Six written in the engine bay somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a 208 with triple Webbers. It's got the cutaway bumpers, which were popular at the day. I love this car. If this car had a black bonnet, it would be fucking perfect. Man, it's got uh, Dragway Indies. I really love this car. Yeah, it was really popular. It actually did really well at the show scene too. This, of course, uh, what's the guy's name again? Rick Young. Yep. Yeah, he sounds like a rock star. Rick Young's LH Tirana. Yeah. Have you got any special mentions, mate? I do, actually. Plankman was one, so don't worry about that. Dad. So flick to page 26. Again, back to this Black EH, the Black Mamba. Uh, it's called Encore in this story. How's the fucking undercarriage detailing, mate? on this car it's actually cyan blue completely the underside of the floor pan is cyan blue with white twin exhausts does it get any better than that with a chrome diff housing seriously nope. what a fucking perfect combo i'd love to do this to st lucy's eh paint the floor underneath cyan blue white exhaust 
It's got like kind of a candy red tail shaft and uh, front end. Chrome diff housing. Like, it's just fucking perfection, I think. Agreed. Yeah, so that was one. If you flick to page 49, you've got Neil Miller's Daimler. It's like a Jag with a 350 Chevy. That's a good photo shoot, actually. No, I, I nearly picked That's a very, very good photo shoot. Now, I remember specifically buying this magazine, and what I learned was the fact that a Daimler was just an upmarket version of a Jag. You can see slightly different grille design, a few other bits and pieces there, but... The thing I really like about this story more than anything is the title, On the Prowl. Can you remember a better title for a story than On the Prowl? For me, it just works perfectly, of course, with the whole Jag, Daimler, you know, cat bullshit connection. So that's sort of something that's always one that's stuck in my mind ever since. And Neil Miller, of course, he has been around for a long time in the car scene. He had an HQ van back in the day called Mother Trucker, which was very tough, a jade green HQ. He still gets around these days. He's got a Model A Tudor that's black with flames. Uh, For many years, he had an FJ Ute with a top chop and tilt front. So definitely a hardcore car guy. So, yeah, good guy, Neil. And lastly, uh, page 109... This is actually an ad. This is its kind of funny, isn't it? This is the first Bible studies I've ever done where I've wanted to go to ads all the time because of all the cool shit that's being advertised. The American Auto Parts ad on page 109, if you look at the bottom left, curved Chevy bow ties and so. <laughs> This is how cool it was to have Chevy bow ties, and rightly so. Curved to suit HQ grill. Fucking perfection. So, so much stuff on that I would just drool over. Pete Jackson gear drives. Like, I wanted a gear drive so badly. A neighbor across the road had a Falcon panel van, which was actually like a cyan blue color, come to think of it. And that had a gear drive and a top loader. He'd come rolling through the gears up the street, mate. It just fucking sounded amazing. So, yeah, that was my special mentions. But definitely, if you're reading magazines of this era, do yourself a favor and have a good look at the ads. You've got, like, across, over the page... Goody's Auto. How much cool shit is for sale at Goody's Auto? Like, you've got musical horn, you've got coat of arm kits, chrome rocket covers. I used to go through and circle all the stuff I wanted to buy, you know, for whatever car I was going to end up chrome, with. Chrome, chrome traction bars, bars 54 bucks a pair. I can honestly say, Disturbia <laughs> and Lio 5 today both have gear drives. Yeah, exactly. For that yep. reason, it's all this shit that was so cool when we were kids. But uh, that wraps me up for special mentions. Now, one thing we couldn't do uh, was actually readers rockets so you being the the wise man you are suggested we do a streeters pick so what was your streeters yeah pick? the streeters pick what i wanted to do was use a bit of fiction i'd, I'd say right let's do a everyday drive so what car would you drive every day out of this magazine so i say to you sign i'll take you back to 87 pick a car for your everyday drive mate i chose uh ross woods lime and shine to run. <laughs> me too <laughs> Well, to me, it just looks like a fun car to rip around in. It's compact. It's grunty. It's got a triple-carbed six-cylinder with a manual behind it. It just looks like a really fun car. Plus, it looks cool with the green paint and the graphics. You imagine that thing in traffic today. It would just stand out like nothing else, wouldn't it? Man, I picked it. I I, I picked that car as well because, for me, I grew up in the Blue Mountains. So, for a daily drive, I love driving. My participation in streetcars is driving. I love it. So, this thing's it. LCX you wanted to start with. So Bell's line of road. Um, I've driven Datsuns, uh, Gemini's, RS2000, HSV, uh, even our to the 60 short story mentions the hunt. But I really want to drive. Yeah. I really want to drive an XU1 long Bell's line of road. What I'd do is I'd set up Disturbia at one end, and I'd set up Mr. Juicy at the other with CBs, and I'd say, Yeah, we're clear, mate. There's no, you know. <laughs> 
there's no there's, there's no smokies at either end. So and man, I would just get that two a.m. on a Tuesday, and I would punch that thing from Bell to Lithgow, mate, with the M twenty one, the one ton of clutch, the Yokohamas, the Eagles. That would be so much fun. That road is just to me is really a a great road. But um, when you come into Lithgow for years. At Lithgow Bike Shop, the motorbike shop, there was a big sign on the side. But I don't know if it's still there or not. Go the rat. Oh, yes, I mean, that yeah. would be perfect. I don't need Willwood brakes. I don't need Red Bull. I don't need a data logger. I need fucking a thermos of tea. I need a tank full of super and fucking a sausage roll maybe strapped at the centre console in case I get fucking hungry in some of the straight sections. But I would really, I would really <laughs> love to drive an XU1 along that road and I would really love to drive that particular XU1. Hey, you've got me thinking of a story that I saw on TV on one of those, I think it was like a V8 supercar show or some sort of motorsport show. I could be completely wrong with the actual intricate details, but I'm pretty sure it was to do with Colin Bond. He raced an LCXU1 at Bathurst, yeah. didn't he? Or in the race series of that year. I'm sure it was Colin Bond was in an XU1 and he rolled it. And something happened where they were sponsored. One of the sponsors was Jaffers, as in like the lollies, yeah. right? And something happened where they were talking about this particular crash he had. He's rolled this Tirana, and as it's come back in his wheels, the guy telling the story was another racer. I think it might have been Jim Richards or someone said that when the car actually landed on back on its all four wheels, Colin Bond immediately put his hand up on the dash and grabbed out a handful of Jaffas and started <laughs> eating them because as part of the sponsorship, he actually had a big box of Jaffas taped to the top of the dash, which I always thought was a really cool story. Eh? Because you love chocolate. So. I love all them old uh, V8 supercars. Brocky tells the story that he's LH, SLR 5000. They really reined in the laws and the rules, so he couldn't run the good camshaft. He couldn't run the good roller rockers. In his everyday drive, he could. So he, he said to his boys at HSL, oh, I'll put roller rockers, put a big cam in it, do whatever. It's my everyday... So when he's driving to Bathurst, he got stuck in traffic. He's like, fuck this. So he's just out and around everybody. He goes, mate, the car I drove to Bathurst was so much faster than my race car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had that problem. Mm. Hey, Simon, not a bad thing in that 87 magazine. You and I could have page to page. That thing would be like a five-hour podcast. It would be like a cure for insomnia. <laughs> a cure for insomnia. Yeah, big time. No, look, I, I think the thing for us is it holds so many great memories. Like as, as young blokes reading these magazines and, yeah, like the cars there – I could virtually tell you what cars were featured in this magazine before even opening it. I just have that good a recollection of this issue. And look, for anyone out there who's bothered to take the time to actually have a look themselves or do remember it, flick us your rig of the month. Tell us something about the magazine you really liked and we'll post some photos. Of course, we'll post these photos on our Instagram when this podcast comes out. Yeah, look, anything of that magazine and tell us some memories you have about it. And this is something we'll probably look at doing in the future. So we'll do some more uh, horsepower Bible stuff studies old testament for sure so anything you want to make comments about let us know we'd love to hear about it i'm really keen to do some of the older stuff i'd like to thank um demi dave tim barnett marv taney has no hair nascar 7 350 monaro b howie red beer midnight restorations cram at 82 top hat benny apollo tommy zombie uh jake scubin benny banner dave Baconseed, brad hobcarve Tirana Rama, the real slim. Oh, there's honestly Gritzy 72, White 85 RX7, Lexinator, the tiny guy. Honestly, I'm going to do a complete to the 60 where I send thank you to 150 people. Oh, fuck. 
5,000 people will help us. <laughs> Big time. Of course, next episode, we'll be back to a Bible studies on the current issue, which will be the June issue of Street Machine, June 2019. Can I just say, something really awesome that's coming up on the horizon, we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, was the Street Machine book that's coming out uh, probably around August this year, and it's actually the all-time Street Machine greatest, and I can't wait to see this book finished, and I can't wait to see what gets chosen as the cover. That's going to be fantastic. So, that'll be something to keep... Something for Father's Day or just to buy it because you want to get a copy. I'm really hanging out. And that's something I'd love to go through as well. But look, if there's any old school issues you want us to do an old school Bible studies on, be sure to let us know as well. If there's an issue you hold, it doesn't have to be from the 80s. It can be from the 90s or whenever. If there's anything specific that you really want us to talk about or issues to go through, let us know and we'll uh, chase it up and get it sorted for you. Hey, let's do it. Who wants to bet what's going to be on the front cover? I reckon Terminator or HQ for you. I'm thinking Rex Webster's FJ. It would be, yep, I would, yep, probably up there. Because Tell's an FJ um, guy, yep. Not so much that. I just think it's the fact that you think of iconic street machines of all time. I know it didn't get number one on that list from a few years ago. I know that the green EH delivery of Adam Labreeze did, but I don't know. For me, it just sticks in my mind, and yeah, I'm kind of gunning for that. Or maybe it'll be a few different cars. Who knows? Yeah, I, I hope it's um, Terminator HQ or Rex Webbs. How cool would it be if the if the actual Street Machine book featured the first issue of Street Machine? Which one was it? Uh, tell me, what, what is it? Oh, I can't remember exactly the month and year. The first issue that had Street Machine as the as the primary masthead, Street Machine and Van Wheel. So Street Machine was in the big thing. I'll have to dig it up. I reckon that'd be a really cool cover to have. Oh. Yeah. Hey, when we do the next podcast, I've got to mention then Performance Streetcar Magazine you gave me, how it's all alternate universe. It's Lex Luthor. I've got to definitely do that somewhere along the line. So. Oh, mate. That's going to be something we're doing more of soon where we're talking about other cars. There's still a shitload of other cool cars from 987 we're going to discuss, and that includes both Street Machine Magazine and also Performance Streetcar. So if you're loving 87, stay tuned for the next few episodes, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be bringing you stuff you like. I guarantee there'll be something amongst it you, you like. For There's sure. so much good stuff in 87. That's what we that's what we point back to. That's our that's our modus operandi. So. Yeah, big time. Well, mate, it's been awesome talking to you and doing this rewind for Bible studies. I really enjoyed doing it personally, actually. I really enjoyed going through and, and I guess, detailing it to a level I never used to do. By treating it like a normal Bible studies, it was a, it was a good thing. No problem, Simon. Mate. You're so crazy. You're mowing the lawn and blackout with a flying mow. Fuck you in making me sing last episode. I still haven't got over that. You, <laughs> you better be careful. Man. I'm going to have to start prank calling you. I'm going to... You know, under your front wheel, or I'm going to put a dildo on top of a friggin', I don't know what that thing was, a fucking gherkin in your lunchbox so everyone at work laughs. You know that I'd probably do a wheel stand and fuck my own ass with that dildo and go, now, 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 he's laughing, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate, I'll speak to you next episode, and thanks everyone for joining us. We we really enjoy that, uh, yeah, we're making some people happy, which is awesome. Love the family, Simon. All right, cheers, mate. Speak to you later. Full-size? Quarter pounders, McNuggets, filling a fish on McChockers. Well, it's a good thing they forgot to give you your fries then. Hey? Hurry up, they'll be getting cold. Can't go any faster unless you give me some extra power. Okay. Let her rip, Sarge.